blind part. Damn, 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 son, where'd you find this? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 81 of the Fly Rob Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. Game Ball Tony, and I am here with the guys. Y'all got any a.k.a.s for yourself? A.k.a. Let's get this Lamar Jackson contract done. <laughs> hey, I got, I got, I got me something today, man. So y'all already know me. I'm AKA Twitter Street Baby, but I'm also the mac and cheese believer, and no coordinator needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hard. I ain't gonna lie, that's hard. <laughs> this week, I'm Sam, AKA Yankees swept the Mets. This isn't a baseball pod, but had to throw that out there. And you trying to ruffle some feathers. You know, they get real rowdy up north now. (laughs) All right, y'all. This week, we are going to be breaking down the AFC and NFC West, getting into a lot of the major news going around in the NBA and NFL. Keith, start us off with the news. All right. So we had uh, Shaquem Griffin retires. that was big news. It was shocking that he even was able to make the league. He has the arm that's like amputated, I would say. It's like yeah, his hand. hand. Yeah, his hand. Yeah, it's like his hand at the end. So, you know, the fact he was able to even make the league was a big deal. Uh, he retired. The Ravens and Lamar still have no deal, like I stated at the beginning. Uh, I don't think this is a big deal for Lamar. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, it's just going to crush the Ravens' pockets. The longer they take to get it done, he could do the Kirk Cousins route, the Dak route, get tagged back-to-back, and then still have to get the bag. You know what I mean? So if he keeps you winning games and relevant each year you tag him, you're still going to have to pay him. The way the team's structured, you know, there's uh, you're not going to move any pieces to get a quarterback of that caliber. Then we have uh, Ronnie Stanley is going to enter the uh, pup list starting off the season, probably more than likely which is a big concern because he's left tackle of the Ravens. They paid all their money to, and we just haven't been able to see him back right since the injury. Devontae Adams was talking super in-depth about his technique on the pivot route. He pretty much let dudes know there's no way you're going to cover me. You line up and react one way, I'm totally going to op- op- like react the opposite way and do what I want to do. So that was pretty crazy to see. It's on, that on- was dirty. Yeah, he was like, he I'm gonna give you all the secrets because even if you know and you try to play like you know the secrets, I'm gonna just do what I was trying to pretend like I was doing the first time. He said, even if you open your hips up on the inside, he doesn't go over the top or go outside. So if you if you cheat too much, like you're on top of him because he does that. Uh, he does that jerk at the line, like that's yeah, yeah, that's good. Like yeah. playing ball, and he's like, you know, a lot of people say essentially like you're not supposed to do that. Like, and he's like, no, he's like, I do it every time. Because that they do say that because it gives the DB time to adjust to like, OK, I can get my hands on you, you know, and he's too. But he's way too big to get your hands on. Like he's it, there's, there's no way you're getting your hands fast how, quick. Yeah. Between how good his release is and how big he is. It's not like, you know, I'm trying to think like an older. Uh, what's his face to play for the Cowboys? Uh, what's his name? Dez. Oh, Dez. Dez, like uh, older Dez. There's no release. He could just be physical with you, but you could you can press him, and then even if he if he tried to do that move, it wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Him older, not Dez young, fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dez was never fast, fast, but younger him, he would just bully you. You couldn't do that. Yeah, that was crazy to see Devontae Adams talking about Mike Jacecki is possibly getting moved. 
which I thought was super crazy. That's big. That's big. I guess uh, in the scheme from what I've read today, he's just he doesn't fit the scheme that well because it's going to transition from him being such a dominant passing tight end to him blocking more in the new scheme with the new head coach. Uh, I mean, I get trying to get something for him, but there's no way I'm trading him because you got two speed demons on the outside. Even when you're you throw the ball, he's going to eat. Like unless you're saying, yeah, all right, security well, blanket, but he's he not going to kill yeah, it seems like they're going to line three, three wide outs and then the running backs are going out and the tight end is staying in. And that makes sense because their offensive line is not great. So I get why maybe their scheme would have him stay in the block. But when that's not his primarily efficient thing to do, maybe you should probably put him in. The, I, I know it's really controversial to put tight ends in the slot if your name's not Darren Waller or Kyle Pitts. But um, if he's that big of an impact in the passing game, you might want to put him out there. And, just and they don't want to pay him. He on his tag. Exactly. So that's yeah. that's a hundred percent why the long term deal. Yeah, and you don't want to do a deal. Yeah, he's on his tag. If you can get something back while he's on his tag, I get it. Yeah, so that I was mean, he could be a monster though if he get the mindset that he want to block because we all know what he can do. Catch he ain't got to block. Travis Kelsey is a monster. He is not out there blocking. I he got that. Supposed to be blocking. It's he's not the level of George George Kittle blocking, but Gronk. Travis it Kelsey might, yeah, blocking. Yeah, Kittle, he, but yeah, he gets a lot of flack for people say he doesn't block. I think because people are trying to put him next to elite blockers because he's an elite pass catcher. There's rare tight ends like you have, you know, George Kittle, Gronk, Shannon Sharp. Like there's only a couple dudes that were that big in the passing game that are really putting their hands on someone blocking. That's a uh-huh. rare thing to be able to do both, you know, a fish like. Just as good as you do the other one. That's what I'm saying. So, is Travis Kelsey a top ten blocking tight end? Top twenty? I say he's Prince top ten for sure. Oh, I have to. I have to take a further look. I don't know. If you're, if yeah. you're talking about, I'm talking about. If you're talking about starting tight ends, because if you're uh, saying like the backup tight end, I can I can say I'd take Nick Boyle blocking over Travis Kelsey possibly. But if you're saying starting tight ends, then that's a different ballgame. He's beat out a dude that's starting. But if you're saying like the second tight end. Or the third tight end that might get rotated in for blocking schemes, then you know you're you're, take, you're talking about a whole different game. That's true. Okay, okay. Word. Uh, anybody else got any news? Two quick hitters from the NBA: the Nets and Kevin Durant have decided to extend their partnership despite rumors of possible trade turmoil this summer. That is how they announced it. They're also keeping their GM Sean Marks and their coach Steve Nash. So. Uh, some sort of resolution there, I guess. Uh, they should be good if all of them play. Uh, and the second one is Thunder rookie, second pick of this past draft, Chet Holmgren, uh, is being evaluated for torn ligaments in his foot that he sustained in Jamal Crawford's pro-am uh, on a play where he was trying to guard LeBron. So that's awesome. unfortunate, that's but uh, Hopefully he can recover well, and hopefully the X-rays slash MRI come back negative, and he can be back on the court soon. But yeah, those are the two quick hitters from the NBA. Hey, my, my boy need to eat some Wheaties, man. He's too little. He gonna he gonna have to get in that weight room. He, that I, don't think, I don't think he's getting dudes when they're that big. I mean, even Dirk is not that like he's he's a little bit more thicker, but like he was a small dude. Pause, and then. Like Kevin Durant is super. <laughs> Why are we pausing on he was a small dude? And then Kevin Durant is super frail. Like, you know, oh so I think. Yeah, chance- but Giannis was frail when he got into the league and Giannis got that boy buff. Yeah. Boy got buff. He was not buff when he got, he was, he was skinny. 
He looked more KD than he did. Just, uh, I think Giannis, just, he, you know, Giannis did get buff, but he's just more toned up. Like, he didn't get, like, he just added weight, muscle weight. You know what I mean? But he's still, like, he's just filled out more. Like, he's still smart. Like, if you look at, like, just him and not, like, his, I, I mean, it's like, hard to be big as hell, rocked yeah. up when you said Yeah, tall. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, like, he, 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 don't, he can only get his toned up as, like, Giannis. You know what I mean? And I don't think he's getting That would that. be crazy. Yeah, I don't like, think that's <laughs> I don't think he's getting like that. He could at least get to like Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram level. Anthony Davis is another super string being that that bulked up. There are guys that have come into the league super skinny. They've been fine filling out. He's also what, like 19, 20 years old. He'll be fine. Yeah, it's only going to be a problem like on mismatches or something. But if he's scoring on offense, you know, like even Dirk was a mismatch on defense. Like when people would go down and score oh, on yeah. that side, barbecue chicken. <laughs> yeah, but like the thing is, as long as you can go score on the other side and respectfully like attempt to play D. Like Kevin wasn't that great at D starting off. His D's progressed way better now. I mean, now he's older, so he's not like locking people up. But that time when he was like with the Warriors, like when he first mm-hmm. got there, he was actually playing defense. Like his later years at OKC, he was actually playing defense. I think that's the biggest thing about Chet. Like, Chet is already a plus-plus defender, especially as a help defender. Yeah. Like, if you play him, like, kind of the similar way, he's not Giannis. I just want to say this before I say this. He's not Giannis. You put him around a bunch of shooters and you say (laughs) he's big. And you you let him play help side like Giannis does. So, like, Giannis is mostly, like, everybody gets mad when Giannis doesn't, like, take KD or somebody one-on-one because, like, you're both, like, seven-footers, but that's not his thing. But Giannis, thing is, but Giannis could also be MVP and defensive player of the year because he's playing help defense. And he's like, if they get to the rim and pass you, I'm yeah. erasing the motherfuckers. And I think <laughs> that's kind of Chet's thing. And that's where Chet can really shine early, especially on the defensive end of the ball. Not saying he's Giannis, but yeah, same he can, concept. He can have that guess. impact. Mm-hmm. Defense. All right. Uh, let's run into the run pass option once anybody got any news. The fly route pod. All right, let's get into the run pass option where we talk about some of the hottest storylines and y'all let me know whether you are going to run with them or pass on them. All right, we're going to start with T.O. talking a little bit about this KD drama. All right, T.O. Hype. All right, KD is backtracked on his trade request after getting none of the things he asked for and creating all of this drama. Is this a bad look for KDTO runner pass? I don't think so. I think he'll be able to... So I'm a pass, because I, I think he can actually laminate, cement, whatever you want to say, his legacy um, this season for sure. So for me, I don't necessarily blame him. So you, you got a bunch of factors that pretty much led into this, I think, and which is why I don't blame him. So, I mean, for starters... Came the team up with Kyrie. We all know Kyrie. He, he sometimes right. So out of shape, Harden. We know that ham that hammy ain't been right since he been two seventy. <laughs> then you got at this point a mentally unstable Ben Simmons who not posting. I'm ready and shit. Like, come on, man. Like you ain't played in two years. And then Nash is a terrible coach. So. Name one play last season that the man called to get Kyrie or KD an open shot. You probably can't name one. So for me, I don't necessarily blame him. And then you got other things as well, just like we were talking, you know, prior to the pod. So you got them moving 
Jared Allen, Kenny Atkinson, and a couple other players that were on the roster when they first got there that could have honestly helped them compete on the championship. So I don't blame them. I don't think it'd be a, it's a bad look. Anybody feel differently? I mean, I only feel differently in that I slightly do blame him. I'm a big Kevin Durant fan, but like a lot of the things that you just mentioned, we also talked about before the pod being kind of self-created. Like they demanded that Steve Nash be the coach. They demanded Kenny Atkinson not be the coach. They wanted James Harden instead of the depth that the the organization already built. So I'm like, I kind of understand where the Nets kind of look at Kevin Durant and they're like, we have you for four years. You have no leverage. You're complaining about things you created. We're not moving you. So get over it. And I don't think it's a I, bad look, though. I don't think it's the, uh, the worst look ever. And I, I think people on Twitter are taking it way out of proportion. I think it's hilarious that he just keeps responding. Uh, like, if you go look at his, if you go look at his tweets from today, he's just was responding to random people on Twitter all day. And they're like, uh, bro, you like, you always run from the grind. Like your legacy is tarnished. And he's just like, I hope. I hope that brings you peace. I don't see. I, I gotta go there. I gotta. I gotta go there with that. People say the legacy's tarnished. I just want to bring this up. I know we're doing a run past, but like his legacy ain't tarnished. Like if me and Terrence go to the open gym, and they're like, "Hey, pick up your team." I'm gonna pick my cousin, and then one of my homeboys that's good, and then somebody else and play with them. That's just a fact. There's just literally you can look it's at directly. You can look at AAU. If you told me right now, <laughs> who I want to play with, look at AAU teams. They're stacked. Look at when dudes go to college. They're stacked. Like, there's no no difference. Like, it doesn't matter that he went to Golden State. Him and Russ shouldn't have lost when they went up 3-1. to one. That's the only thing that shouldn't have happened. They let that happen, and then he did. That's, that's it. But that's both their fault. It's not one dude's fault more. It's the whole damn team. Okay. Fans, let's keep it moving. I have a surprise one for Sam. <laughs> Tony Busby, who was representing all of the Deshaun Watson accusers, is now representing the man who claims Alvin Kamara assaulted him. Does this worry you about Alvin Kamara's upcoming season? Runner pass. No, not necessarily. I, I mean, I got to just think that the cases are different, so the response is going to be different. I think the league will see that. And see that there's a big difference between getting into a fight in an elevator versus having accusation of 24 women against you. So I think the league will see that. And I, I hope, you know, for the, the sake of the Saints, that this stuff keeps just getting pushed back until next year and, and Kamara can just play out the full season. And hopefully the NFL doesn't feel the need to take any leap on action before it's handled out just in the legal system itself so i think all the reports are that Kamara should be playing or should be on track to play this season um and that next season is when things might come into question but it's a wild coincidence and i mean that lawyer definitely uh is sort of clearly taking a stance of like wanting to to help hold nfl players accountable and, and make a lot of money doing so so yeah, it doesn't worry me too much, but it, it is really interesting. All right. Let's go. I got one for you, Keith. Should Washington Commanders fans 
be very worried that Chase Young is starting the season on the PUP list. Runner pass. Yeah, you got to run with that. This isn't, you know, that last last week when I just passed, didn't want to talk about it. You got to run with this because I'm pretty sure they're going to move Deron Payne, the defensive tackle, because they have the other defensive tackle under contract. I forget his name, but it's the one that punched him. So more than likely, he's going to get traded. They're going to run Montez and with Chase, and they're going to pay Montez. But not having Chase and the impact that Chase makes on the game is a bit of a problem. And then there's that whole thing where people say Ohio State players get injured, just get a bag, get banged up, don't really play. Definitely don't want that to happen. I don't say that, but that's been a thing circulating on Twitter about, you know, Ohio State players get banged up and then they just kind of don't do anything after they get the bag. But I think Chase is like a generational talent. He He's going to help them stay relevant because their D-line is that they have the best D-line in the NFC. What is it? The least. So you got to consider that all that together. You need them like him missing those four games. I get it. Like, because he tore his knee. He tore his knee early in the year, though. Mm-hmm. Right. So the last think, season, yeah, yeah, that's the thing that's kind of worrying. But you know, some of these big dudes, it's harder to come back. Chase is a big dude. Chase six five. He's not no like six two, six three, and he's like six five. And I want to say he's pushing like two, probably like two fifty, if I had to guess. So I, it's just you know you got to take your time with that. Can't rush nobody back. But I would be a little concerned, you know. But if Wentz and that offense can you know just not turn the ball over and the defense can play respectfully good like they normally do. It'll be okay because then he can just get back and recap it. All right, all right. Last one, Sam. Another Saints question for you. Michael Thomas nursing a new hamstring injury. Is this a big concern for the Saints? Run or pass? I'm gonna run. It is a big concern, obviously, when a player of that caliber is dealing with something. But it's not as big of a concern as it would have been last year, given the additions of Jarvis and Chris Olave. So I think that if they have some weeks missing Mike Thomas, he that the impact will obviously be felt. He'll be missed, but they should be able to weather the storm a little bit better this year because they they've added where they needed to. Okay. Vibes, I'm feeling that. Let's keep it moving and go right into the AFC West. All right. So I will re- be able to break down the AFC West, talk about all the teams, where they think they're going to be. I'm going to start with the Chargers. All right. And I'm, I'm really interested, interested in this Chargers team because I feel like they have the ability to not only win the AFC West, they have the ability to obviously – make the AFC championship. Like this team is super stacked, right? Offensively, they bring back all those core guys that had an explosive offense last year with Austin Eckler getting like 20 TDs, Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, another year in that system together. I think all those guys should be playing quicker and playing even better. Defensively, I think they're even crazier defensively than they are offensively, man. Like, you got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa rushing, and on the back end, you have Derwin James and J.C. Jackson. Like, where, where is the gap? Where is the holes? Like, it's scary hours in L.A. The hole I know there's a lot of – Put one of the linebackers in coverage. That's going to be the hole. All right. 
All right, you, you, got, you ain't got a lot of time to throw that ball though. Remember that. That's a fact. You can you can try you can mask it a little bit. Honestly, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm saying what they're gonna people are gonna do to them. Like they're gonna they're gonna be insane. I don't, I don't think they're gonna be insane. But they're if they're weak spots or anything, it's linebacker, interior line, and then I'd go the other safety across from Dalvin, right? So or uh, Derwin. So Derwin is either gonna get the tight end or he's getting the receiver in the slot. That means if I go four wide or I go three wide, and or no, it had to be four wide, or I put yeah. the tight end in a bunch. That tight end on the other side or that slot dude that's not picked up by Derwin is probably getting off on that corner because Asante's probably going to go on the outside. JC, so there's going to be if they if the offense runs four people four routes, there's going to be one route that's open, or they're running back out the backfield. You go like, four wide against that rush. I think you can if you have. It depends who you have come out. I think uh, if Khalil Mack drops in coverage, ah, that's kind of he's he's okay in color coverage, like like near like close coverage. But if Joey's out there or like their backup linebackers behind them boys, you're definitely gonna feast a little bit. I'm not saying you're gonna just run wild on that that defense, but if you're a good team, like you know those those teams that Cincy team, uh, the Chiefs team, like you're gonna play like a really good team on offense. Then I you're gonna have a problem. The challenge for them, I think, is gonna be stopping the run, like mm, inside yeah. run. So, I mean, like we say, the holes at linebacker. So, I mean, I'm not sure if they're just gonna be blitzing a lot, I'm not trying to give you a lot of time because you can't double both ends. No. So yeah. that means right. I mean, we try- send an extra guy every time and try to lock everything up on the outside. What you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> we we saw the Bengals struggle with that in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Scary, bro. Mm-hmm. You get I, so I many, like, oh, what's up? Nah, you just get so many people in the quarterback's face. Like Joey and Joey and Mac. One of them could be the double team here, like switching between getting the double. I mean, you pick your poison, but yeah, because you gotta think one of them is gonna be the double every now and then, right? But the one that's single is probably beating that every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's nasty. Uh, <laughs> yo, there's a lot of talk about their fourth down approach and if it's going to look different. I honestly don't think it's going to look different because of how much trust they have in 10. Justin Herbert, I think you'll able to see key moments late in the game where they'll probably play safer and trust their defense, especially now that their defense is just even better. Like Staley did a very good interview on this. He's like, we really just have a whole system. Like, we work with our analytics guy and we walk into every game saying if we can get X and Y on first or second down and it's fourth and whatever, we are always going for it. We are like they, they said they are just always going for it unless Staley audibles out of it. Like the they're they're walking into games going fourth and four. We're going for it every fourth and four unless Staley tells us no. But it got him yeah, in some trouble last that. year. That's yeah, they are. Yeah. Staley, I can say we don't put it all. Like, <laughs> I feel like you can't, you can't, you can't do that against good teams. Like, even playing Madden, bro, you play a good. Like, Ax Terrence, when we play that franchise league, bro, if I play so good, I taking the points. Like, I'm kicking the field goal because yeah. the thing is, if you stop them, you're in good shape. Even if you don't stop them, you still got some type of points on the board to throw up a goose egg, and they and you can't stop them, man. <laughs> I think that's the Staley will probably I think he's the person that audibles out. I think he's going to learn from last year. Last year was his first time being a head coach. He's probably going to have a little bit better in-game awareness of when to do it, when not to. Second half, please kick it. 
<laughs> I do like the incorporation of new analytics and math just into the game, reevaluating what is a good play, what is too risky. Um, I like it, Coach, t- like just incorporating new ways of thinking about the game like that. I like the aggressiveness, though. I definitely like it because it's, it's just going to make it more exciting to watch as long as they ain't getting their ass blowed out. <laughs> if you can look, but when you get blown out, that's the time that you kind of need to go for it on fourth. Yeah, you got to put, put that goose egg because you ain't getting it on fourth. And then they turn around, oh, we're, we're on our own 30. If they even kicking field goals every time <laughs> and you ain't scoring. Yeah. <laughs> that's facts. I think they're going to go 12 and 5. 12 and 5 is my record prediction for the Chargers. Uh, they run through their weeks. Week one, they're playing the Raiders at home. I think that's a W. Week two, they're playing the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Short turnaround on uh, Thursday night football. I think that's an L. Week three, Jags at home, W. Week four, Texans on the road, W. Week five, Browns on the road, W. Week six, they're playing the Broncos. And I actually think they'll lose the first game to the Broncos. I I just think Russell Wilson magic is going to happen at some point. I don't think they're going to sweep the Broncos this year. Week seven, Seahawks, easy clap. Week eight, they're by. Week nine, to get the Falcons, easy clap. Week 10, to get the 49ers at the 49ers. I think they'll win that game. Week 11, Chiefs. I think they'll beat the Chiefs. They'll be at home. They'll split with the Chiefs. Week 12, Cardinals, W. Week 13, Raiders, L, because they're at the Raiders. Week 14, Dolphins. They'll beat the Dolphins. They're at home. Week 15, Titans at home. They'll beat them. Week 16, at the Colts on Monday Night Football. I think the Colts steal that one. Week 17 versus the Rams. I think they'll lose that game. And then week 18 versus the Broncos. They'll beat the Broncos at the, at the Broncos. So all of that culminates in them being 12-5. and five. I feel like this team lost so many close games last year they're due to learn from that and start closing out close games a lot better all right that you know that was like nobody had any complaints about that one i will take it we got sam with the broncos all right tell us what you see going on with the broncos so last year denver's record was seven and ten we've heard for the last couple of years that they're really big missing piece from this team was a quarterback for a long time. The speculation was that they would go out and try to get Aaron Rodgers because there was some discontent with him and the Packers, but uh, they ended up jumping the gun and going and filling that void with Russell Wilson, got him from the Seahawks. And that puts them in contention. I think, I don't think they will win the division, but I think to compete to win the division And it's crazy because I honestly think every team in this division is good enough to be in the playoffs or like win divisions if they were in other divisions. This division is crazy stacked. Um, Every offense seems explosive. There's different variations uh, on defense and offensive lines and things like that. But like from quarterback and skill position, perspective every offense in this division just seems crazy on paper so i think the the broncos are are in for a big jump i think they've done a really good job filling that void with someone like russell wilson who's a proven winner i think 
that they will improve their record this year to 11 and six. So I don't have them winning the division. I agree. I think the Chargers are actually going to win this division this year and knock off the Chiefs' supremacy over the division or what has been. Yeah, 11 and six. I have them losing against the Rams and Kansas City and then a win against the Chargers to close it out. So that's where we were different on the split. But yeah. All right. Uh, can Russ be an MVP this season? I don't think he can. I think he'll be really good and that they will take a big step in terms of team success. I just think there's other guys and other quarterbacks that are uh, going to have bigger years. Some of those being, I think Josh Allen's going to have a bigger year. I think especially if the contract doesn't get sorted out, Lamar is going to have a bigger year because he's playing for betting on himself. Uh, and I, I think Joe Burrow and uh, uh, Justin Herbert could both also have bigger years. So I don't think he'll be MVP, but I think he'll be elite top 10, close to top five like he always is. I, are you taking the over or under on Pat Sertain on 5.5 interceptions? Man. Vegas is so good. I feel like that's such a perfect line. I Vegas is keys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keys. I see you. Vegas <laughs> higher D. I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna say he gets five. Uh, I don't know. I say I gotta take the over because their 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 schedule, like you listed, and then just the ball's gonna be in the air in his division. Like it's not gonna be on the ground. Like, the that's best right. team I think that's going to put the ball on the ground, Chiefs are going to run a little bit more, and then the Raiders are putting the ball on the ground. Yeah. Even with Austin Eckler, the Chargers are just going to play action, boot him somewhere, or just roll him out in the basket game. So I just feel like he's going he's gonna to get so many chances at getting an interception. It, and I'm not saying someone's going to throw at him every chance. I'm saying tips. If he's in a zone, he jumps a route. It, it can happen. You saw it with Diggs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Diggs was different, and I I think Patrick Tame is actually a better corner than Diggs. Yeah, I think I mean I Diggs' ball skills are unmatched. To like, a, he only got a couple people playing ball the ball like that. But I think Sir Tang plays the ball pretty good, and he's a better overall corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely more physical. Okay, yeah. okay, we got what's up? I said no. Nah, he said he's more physical. I was like, yeah, he's a big body, just like six two, six three. I think. All right, we got Keese with the reigning AFC champions. Like, they've been winning this shit before Patrick Mahomes has ever been playing with Alex Smith, <laughs> right? Like, that's how long they've been running the AFC West. Let us know what you got going on with the Chiefs in a season where they probably have the most questions ever in the last half decade. All right, so I got the Chiefs at 11 and 6. I feel like there's been this division, there's probably going to be a lot of 11 and 6. Just between everybody will probably split. I don't I don't even know if there's someone that shuts someone out. Uh so I got him at eleven to six. Uh there's a lot of spicy talk about uh Patrick Mahomes, old teammates saying anything. Uh I think Tyrese is trying to boost uh to his confidence. I think Sammy could be on to something with Aaron just because he's Sammy's played with a bunch of quarterbacks. Like he ain't just played with Mahomes, but I'm saying he, the only two elite ones he's played with has been Mahomes and Aaron. So you can see there could be like subtle differences, you know what I mean? Like Maybe Aaron has, you know, he has more, like, velocity on the ball. Mahomes probably 
at this point in his career throws it further, but Aaron probably still has it. Aaron gets the ball there pretty quick, like effortlessly quick. So you have that. But I mean, if you're talking about if it was young Aaron and young Mahomes, like prime, I don't know who I'm taking. I'm be real honest because that's a real good question on who you're gonna take at that point. But now, obviously, you're probably going Mahomes. He's just the face of the league easily, and he has a good year, year in and year out. Uh, I will, for who's gonna take over for the running responsibility of this team? Have a breakout year at running back. I don't think it's gonna be Clyde Edwards for Lair. That's a fact. I think it might be Rojo. Because of his speed, he might have an impact. But I don't even know if that's safe to say. I would say they probably might even look at getting a running back at some point this season, whether it's via trade or something. Like, oh, not for Zeke's contract, but say if Zeke got released or something, maybe you'd go there. Maybe you would try Gibson. But I wouldn't try Gibson, another young dude that's underperforming, because you have Clyde Edwards, Slayer, and you have Rojo. But if someone can – one of those running backs can – huh? I think they're good there because they still have McKinnon as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I they think they're good at running back. It's, it's like um, running back by committee, but like normally people have running back by committee, and there's at least one dominant running back. Like when I just think because they all bring skills to the table, it's like you can't, you know, you can start uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but it's like got you got this problems. tank in Rojo who you got to feed this man. Two of them got fumbling problems. The two you just that's the one I'm saying. The two you just named have fumbling problems. So that's the only issue I have with it. Because yeah. in Tampa, that's that's what got Rojo in the dark. He probably would have if, if he didn't fumble, who's to say Lenny really gets in the game that much if Rojo's not fumbling based off the speed difference and just how they run. Like obviously that's Lenny's true. more physical, but his speed is something you can't yeah, teach. Be when you get contact. Yeah. So <laughs> I just think they're gonna have to have an answer at that. Um what else? Can this team make the AFC Championship without Tyreek? I think so. They've made it back-to-back, back-to-back, back-to-back. I don't think it's abnormal if they can get there. I think it's a safe bet to say they can definitely get there. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of Juju getting moved around all over the field. He did that with the Steelers. I mean, Andy Reid's super crafty. He's probably going to do that with him. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what the rookie Sky Moore does. Uh, someone who... I don't know what his 40 time is, but I know it's not mad. And he was only like a 90 something speed, which was crazy. I thought he was a dumb burner, not super fast, but I'm going to see interested to see what Madden or not mad. What Andy Reid does with him. That'll be some uh, interesting to see how fast he has. Cause 4.41. Yeah, that's kind of, that's fast. So they'll probably have jet sweeps for him or he'll even line up in the backfield. Travis Kelsey, of course, is going to eat. Maybe they're a team that goes and gets Mike, Mike Jacecki. And then you pair him with Travis. Then you got your, you got your bridge for when Travis hangs it up. So honestly, that actually sounds crazy. I would do that. You could run into tight ends. You could, you could also honestly at this point, the next person that gets Mike Jacecki should probably just convert him into a tight uh, a wide a wide out. Just just let him play outside. You can play him in the slot if you want to, but you can just let him play outside. He he runs routes like a receiver, and if his blocking is. I just yeah. think the only I think the only problem is his speed's not that. But I feel like in that Chiefs offense, he he how crafty they are, different rubs, the uh, play action, the boots. Him not blocking that well might not be a, a big thing because he could be the one that blocks for a little bit and then releases. You know what I mean? When you they do that, tight end sets. I think yo, Mike Jacecki won a four five Travis Kelsey. four five four uh, forty was Mike Jacecki's forty four five four. But how old is he? That could have been like four uh, years ago. I mean, it might be four years ago, but. Do you think he's lost that much, that many steps? I mean, you can gain weight at tight end to you know you're you're hitting the DNs all the time, you know. 
It's not like receiver. Like the complaint is he ain't hitting hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I definitely think the uh, the Chiefs will get back. That's a no brainer. I just think they're they're getting back. There's going to be a challenge. It's not going to be. I think the last couple of years maybe it's been easy, or you know it hasn't been too much of the difficulty. But you got to think that Tyreek Hill is why they went to the AFC Championship. There's no one on that team that's getting down the field that quick and making that many people miss to get you in field goal range or get a touchdown. Like, that's not – they don't have that dude anymore. So how does that look in those pressure situations when people play three back and you got to get that go-ahead touchdown? It's not like, you know, that's the difference because with Rodgers, he's always had a bigger receiver. Uh, That's tough for me to say they get back, honestly, because – I just feel like it's hard to bet against them. Like it's just it's it so, is. Like, like to go back to back to back to but back. But the AFC is so deep. It's so deep. I and asked Sam this question. It's just too deep. I think without Tyreek now, because Patrick, you gotta remember Patrick Mahomes does a lot of improvising. And then oh Tyreek Hill, 80 yards down the field. <laughs> but Travis so, hit I mean, those two. Yeah, yeah like, people don't know. Like he hits Tyreek on those. Yeah. But it's normally like short plays. The ones where he's really improvising and hits someone, it's normally uh Travis. Like Tyreek, okay. he just he sees Tyreek, he's like, oh well, here. But how many targets he got last year? Who? Like <laughs> Travis got like man, right? yeah, it was something no, dumb. Like, Tyreek Hill got like oh, 160 yes, or something. Like that's a lot of targets to to they redistribute. Go. They go. They go now. Yeah. I say Juju probably, you can only throw the ball to Juju probably like 90 times, maybe. That's that's just me. And I don't so even know. Yeah, routes. Yeah, I don't know if I'm throwing the ball 90 times to him. You got Sky Moore. Uh, they lost Ross, the rookie from Clemson. He's out. Uh, they got Josh Gordon. They still have him. Maybe, you know, he lost a lot of valuable years, but maybe he can do something productive in that offense. I think they're thinking. Um, Marquise Valdez, Scanley. Marquez. He, he's a deep threat, but he has problems dropping the ball. Yeah. What's so the other receiver name that they had? The Sky Moore's a rookie they got. No, McCall Hartman. Hartman. McCall Hartman. I think they probably thinking that maybe. He a burner, he, too. But he yes, was supposed he to, he was been supposed to take the lead the last couple of years. Like, they were all bad. When they let go of Sammy Watkins, he was supposed yeah, to step up. Yeah, that's why they were so comfortable let go of Sammy. Like, okay, Sammy don't stay on the field. We have Hartman. Maybe Hartman just takes the next leap, and he hasn't. So, honestly, I'd bet on any other receiver except Hardman taking a leap. Like, I'd even go Juju because I just can't bet on McColl. Like, he's always had someone on the other side of him and hasn't really took that massive leap. And I don't think he's trash. Like, he's good. He's good. But it's just, like, they need him to be, like, not Tyreek, but a version of something of that. Like, something next to that. Uh, I mean, I, this is the question I presented Sam. Last week, he, he answered the field. But I'm going to ask you, too. AFC, the winner of the AFC. Are you taking the Chiefs or are you taking the field? I'm gonna take the field. Like uh, coming out, hard coming to out against the championship. Either or to win the AFC or to even win the AFC championship. Are you taking the Chiefs or the field? I'll take the field because I'm saying the Chiefs are gonna get there. I'll take the field on whoever they play. Because okay. yeah, I think they run that back against the Bills. They're not winning that shit. They run it back against like. You're going to say Tyreek Hill's not there for you to go all the way down the field? Look, I hear you. I hear you. Just, I hear you. Yeah, it's just Who are you late. taking it? Oh, I'm taking the field, but I thought the Chargers were going to win the division. So, like, okay, okay. yeah. Yeah. All right. T.O. got the Raiders. Oh, no. You didn't give us the record prediction yet. Sorry. I did record. 11 and 6. Oh, my bad. All right. Uh, Raiders, T.O. 
Where you yeah, at? So, man, you know, I got them going just to start off. I got them going either 12 and five or 13 and four. So I got them splitting with everybody in the division because I just, there's no way that they're beating everybody twice. It's just too much competition. Only team the only other loss. <laughs> and you got the Raiders. So that's the only team you so, can like. Week one, I, I got them taking the L to the Chargers. Then I got them beating the Cardinals, Titans, losing to the Broncos. I got them beating the Chiefs. Yeah, I remember the Chiefs started off two and three last year as well. So maybe they get off to a slow start again. Um, Texans, Saints, Jags, Colts, Broncos, Seahawks. Boy, then I got, got them beating the Chargers this time. You got them beating the Colts? Yeah, John but it, Taylor? With Gilly and Kellen Moore? Listen, it, it's, it's tough. Hey, it's who, tough. Locking D, who, who locking up Tato? No, I don't think neither you one. Gonna put, you gonna Teddy, put, you gonna put Waller? You gonna put Kenny on there? Who locking up Tay? I'm saying they can throw them at Tay and be like, hey, we're gonna try to limit Tay to under nine and make nine receptions or nine targets and make you beat us with someone else. Because let's be honest. Honestly, we, we, we ain't going to sleep on Renfro. Who, finna, who even going to lock him up? Because that man gets off. They got another hey, corner. I hey, just now. can't think of it. They got one more corner. Okay, then who locking up Darren Wall? More. Oh, more, there's no answer more. for Darren Wall. All right, so he, he said they got one more guy. They got two more weapons. The only person but the thing is, what to compete is Darius Leonard. But what if they don't? Oh, yeah, Darius Leonard can cover him. Like not deep. No linebackers are covering Darren Waller. I mean, one on one, I don't know, but yeah, with help, help, maybe with help, with help, but, yes, yeah, yeah. But then but I'm saying, the so you put Tay one on one now? You gave Darren help. You put Tay one on one now? I'm saying I put Tay one on one with Gilly. I would live with it. With Gilly, I'd I, live with. It. If Gilly's there, if Gilly's that. healthy, like Gilly goes in the season, he's healthy. I go, you know what, Gilly? He's yours. He tortures you. He just tortures you. But the thing is, if they're torturing him. Indy's just going to slow the game down and run the ball. That's where I'm saying, like, I don't think, because with their line, to see DeForest Buckner and the uh, Unaco Gonway or whatever, the left outside linebacker that played for Baltimore, I can't say his name, so sorry. Mm-hmm. But between him, DeForest, <laughs> DeForest Buckner, and I think Glover at the other side of the defensive tackle, with having a bad offensive line, I think that's a problem. Granted, you got route technicians at receiver, but, like, you're, you're increasing the chance that a corner could possibly jump around. Because it's going to be an intermediate throw. So at worst, they'd probably be like 11 and 6 like everybody else. But then you have (laughs) the Rams. I got them taking the L. And then versus us, I honestly like us beating them just based off of Bill Belichick track record. <laughs> okay, okay. Bring the smoke, bro. Bring the smoke. Everybody just thinking about it. Everybody just said. <laughs> y'all gonna hey, get glimpses this week. Y'all gonna get glimpses this week because we're playing it, them in the preseason this week. It wasn't so just, just me. Everybody else said. Point practices all of What? <laughs> yeah. Everybody said what? How y'all putting up hey. the points to stay with them? <laughs> with well, no offensive coordinator? That's that's deep in the season. That was part of my AKA. <laughs> y'all gonna have a y'all gonna have an offensive coordinator by then? We don't listen. We won Super Bowl with no defense coordinator. Yeah, they did rock with Bell. Just call the calls. Yeah, I just but think that's it's just Belichick is defense. Yeah, I think it, it just it hurts it, it. The offensive coordinator thing uh, on a tangent it hurts Max. I believe Bell. we won't an offensive one. coordinator as well before. I'm trying to remember. It, I'm just saying with Tom Brady, it's not a big deal. With Mac Jones at this point, it hurts. If Mac was like five years in, and you said, "Hey, you know what?" 
Belichick, you're gonna like we don't know who's calling that. That's different. But with a young dude, you know, who had a pretty solid first year, and you were gonna build off of that to just be like, hey, we're gonna switch everything around. We didn't get you a number one receiver. The dude we got you, he can can be healthy, cannot be healthy, but he's he's solid if he's out there. He doesn't get any separation, so you're still throwing in the tight one. I got you. I got you. So then we got the I got them beating the Steelers and the Niners and then losing to the Chiefs at that. So okay. Uh, 11 and 6 at worst, 13 and 4 at best, I think. 13. Okay. So you wouldn't be shocked if they made the playoffs, clearly. Is Johnson Daniels finally going to secede as a head coach in the NFL? I think so. I mean, he's set up for success with this team. Like, was he not before with the Broncos? He was. With Tebow at quarterback? And you know what they, you know what uh, uh, Devontae Adams said though. He said they, he's uh, he's been doing good coaching them. Like Josh McDaniels, he said on pivot, he's been coaching them good. He's like he's uh, he's been on them, but like he said, even uh, Devontae Adams said, like with everything that's happened, like what do you expect him to do? You know what I mean? Like yeah, to- I mean he he's definitely you know came out and said it too. Like the Broncos, like he just wasn't. I don't think he was ready for that at that time. Yeah. But now, honestly, he's been groomed. Like, let's think about teams that have been wanting to pluck him away from the Patriots for the past couple of years. And then, you know, he had that pump fake. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be your head coach. <laughs> honestly, bro, if, if this doesn't work, though, he might just be one of those dudes that could just really just be a dominant offensive coordinator. Like, he might, if it, if it doesn't work at mm-hmm. this time, like, he should not get another head coaching job. Because I'm still he's watching. Going to. I, I'm still oh, watching. He definitely will. Hey, listen, if Urban Meyer can get a job on ESPN. <laughs> I'm watching, bro. I'm watching Eric. You best believe Josh McDaniels gonna get another job. Oh, I'm watching- <laughs> hey, you don't understand how pissed I was when I saw that shit. But we ain't gonna talk about that. I'm watching <laughs> Eric the enemy live through his damn ghost in the past and not get a head job, which is insane. That's wild. That's wild. Oh man, I'm sorry. Well, I'm this, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs. But the crazy thing is, like, with how loaded this division is. I also wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoff. So it's like this is up in the air. This we got to like see what everybody does. Injuries. We got. They're the likely miss out of the. If I pick somebody, they're the likely miss because the offensive line, defensive line, like their defensive line on the outside is great. Chandler Jones, Matt. Inside, it leaves a little bit to desire. Uh, they have a good left tackle with Carlton Miller, I think his name. But then everybody else on that offensive line is. You're like, oh, what are we doing? So, the thing is, he, he's been putting up, you know, numbers. insane numbers with that line. But it's because they've had Josh Jacobs. So Josh Jacobs, he's still there. I mean, he's still there. He's still there. If he can snap, then you, 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 you know, you, play you, nobody you loading the box. Guys? You ain't loading the box against Tay, Renfro, and yeah, Darren yeah. Waller. You can't. So, yeah. Can't. I like that. All right, let's roll down to the NFC West. We're going to start with Keese. <laughs> who has the Seahawks? <laughs> this is a this is a season of all seasons for Pete Carroll. Goddamn ridiculous! I, at best, they're four and thirteen. Okay, at best. <laughs> like I was, and I was picking these games, and I was like, bro, I don't know because they don't have a quarterback. They've lost pieces on defense. DJ Reader went to the Jets. Jamal Adams should be a linebacker. They had to convert. Uh, Jordan Brooks, their left outside linebacker, the middle outside linebacker, because Bobby is playing for the Rams now. So you're like, okay, oh, there's geez. all that going on. Offensively, you lost Russell. 
and you're replacing them with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Okay, <laughs> please call the Vikings and go get Kellen Mond or go get Tyrod Taylor, or you can beg the Ravens for Tyler Huntley. Either one. All three of them people, I would take over the two people they have. I'm That's taking just, Jimmy G over. I mean, yeah. there's something division. up with Kellen Mond, bro. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah bro, the Vikings just got a, a, another quarterback. Hey, and I gave homeboy, what was his name, that just got fired? The head coach there before? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Mike Zimmer, right? Yeah. Mike Zimmer, yeah. I gave Mike Zimmer a lot of flack for starting Sean Mannion over Kellen Mond in oh, that one yeah. game. Me too. Right? Me too. But but now that Kevin O'Connell's there, he's an offensive coach. He knows how to talk to quarterbacks to get these going. And there's still a lot of question marks around Kellen Mond. Brother, Maybe no Mike Zimmer deserves a couple apologies. I'll be the first. I don't think he deserves no apologies. I'm just, what is wrong with Kellen Mond that he's not like, yeah, when you see it. Well, <laughs> there's something wrong. Mike Zimmer knew what well, was going on. Maybe to shut everybody up. Hey, listen, put him out there. Yeah, <laughs> put him so, out there. Right. Seattle doesn't have no, no answers at that. They got the left tackle out of Mississippi, which I think is an improvement. On the line, obviously, because they lost to Wayne Brown. He went to the Jets, funny enough. Charles Cross. Please. Or Charles Cron. Charles Cross. Is it yeah. Charles Cross? Yeah, out of Mississippi, it was Charles Cross. Uh, they got Tyler Lockett, DK. Uh, that's it. They no still got some weapons on and the offense no side. It's like the meme of but the, the Ferrari is- and the Shaq. <laughs> and the Ferrari is all their weapons, and the Shaq is the quarterback. Hear me out. The thing is, they're betting on they can get a quarterback next year. I'm guessing they're, you know, if they don't get a quarterback this year from somebody, they're going to go, okay, well, next year we can get a quarterback in the draft. Well, newsflash, you're still going to have to develop that quarterback. So I feel like you should have did the hard reality check and just hit the hard reset button on a rebuild. That's just me. I would have just been like, you know what, we got to fucking rebuild. Sell everybody. You can still get rid of DK. Someone's still going to take his contract. You just can't say they can't, though. They ain't even have to do all that. Probably. Exactly, because now he's a dead hit, probably, if you trade him you trade him too soon. So you have that. That's why I think they should be rebuilding. rebuilding. I don't think you should be trying to stay competitive. Pete Carroll's old. You should have been got rid of Pete Carroll. <laughs> it is time to rebuild. Shit, we got that chewing that gum, don't we? Yeah, bro. Man, be chewing the gum. <laughs> forgetting what goddamn down it is. Your boy ran your superstar <laughs> quarterback out of town. So there's that. Uh, Shoot, the defense I mean, too. Earl Thomas yeah. on the way out. Exactly. Everybody left. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. You got to think, everybody leaving that is borderline Hall of Fame. Well, shit, all those players are probably going to the Hall of Fame. Earl Thomas hurt oh, his chance, but he's probably still going. The uh, thing is, Earl Thomas will probably get blackballed. Let's just be honest. With all the stuff that he keeps doing. They hold Bobby Wagner too. Okay, what he keeps doing. The instance of what happened is not enough for him to not get blackballed, but what keeps going on in the in the weeds, maybe. But so you had that. Uh the other thing is would you move uh Jamal Adams to linebacker? I I would. I mean, control digs back there and maybe get another safety somewhere. I would I would leave him in the bag. I mean, I would move him to backer with Jordan Brooks. I just feel like that is probably his natural position. Like I know he's he's an animal. He can't cover though. He's like he's the bottom. Like there's what thirty two teams. He's part of that twenty five to thirty two in coverage or twenty through thirty two in coverage. Like he ain't one through fifteen in coverage. So it's just like you know you rather he I'd rather be a, a faster, hard hitting linebacker because he plays the run really well. He does. He, he can play the pass in zone, but the problem is people just run team. them out the zone and make them have to lock up in man. Then you have that issue. So I would just put him at linebacker. But that's just me. That's what's looking forward to the Seahawks. 
Yeah, no, no. Uh, Question. What's up? Who you got them beating? That's what I need. <laughs> Here, hold on. Yes. I'll, I'll not lie to you. And can you pull up, can you say schedule all out real quick? Uh, for the for the Seahawks? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll let Ann do it. Uh, while we do that real quick, um, so we all know the Seahawks can't win this division. <laughs> That's who, who, do y'all, who do y'all have coming out of the NFC West? Bang, bang, Niner gang, I guess. Gotta be. Over the Rams? The Rams ain't got a left tackle, y'all. Oh, okay. no, Look, I, I just asked. you. I mean, Who you left tackle when you got Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, OBJ want to go back? The niggas that's going to save Matthew Stafford from getting sacked. I definitely. <laughs> I put a running back. Help. Can't make it like five. He ain't helping. Sam, who would you take? You got Darrell Henderson? I got the Rams. Yeah. I think I got the Rams winning the division. Yeah. Same. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying the Rams can't win the division. I'm just taking Bang Bang Nine game. Hey, no, I don't. I don't dislike that at all. They, I mean, even with a rookie quarterback or, or first year starter quarterback fully starting, I think the Niners are just always putting themselves in the conversation because the cards ain't doing it. No, I don't. No one said the Cardinals. <laughs> All right, let me hear the, let me hear the schedule because Terrence right. wants to hear who we Week beat. one, they got Denver. No, nope. Russ is gonna dog I'm walk. I'm just holding this up the whole time. Hey, yo, week two, 49ers. No nope, dog walk. Week three, Atlanta at home. I think this was one of their wins. Yeah, so we'll count that as okay. a win. Week four, they got the Falcons at home. Sorry, sorry. Week uh, next week is four. It's the Lions on the road. They're getting beat by the Lions. Saints at home? Getting walked. Cardinals? Getting walked. Chargers on the road? Definitely getting walked. Giants (laughs) at home? This is a win. Wow. I don't think so. Uh, The Giants are actually better than people think, but they're still not good. Uh, Cardinals (laughs) on the road? Getting walked. Did you just contradict out. yourself in your own statement? But uh, <laughs> there's levels to this. Uh, Tampa Bay in Germany. Good luck against Tom. Getting walked. They might put up a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Vegas at home. Getting walked. Rams on the road. Getting walked. Panthers at home. I think I said they could possibly win this one. All right. 49ers at home. Getting walked. Chiefs at Getting the walked. Road. Jets at home. That's four. Rams at home. Getting walked. Okay. Okay. Those are, that's <laughs> Those are his four. I mean, hey, hey, that's solid. He he meant it. He meant that's it. That's probably like three and a if or three and a possible. Three and a possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's like three and a possible. Don't beat the Giants. The Giants are gonna have Daddy Dimes throwing. And then if Saquon Bartley isn't like fully rolling at that point, I feel like he's gonna have a bounce back year, but at some point Daniel, too. Daniel Jones is putting the ball in the fucking air. Mm. He fumbled up. Yeah, he, goes, exactly, he do bro. every everything and get the ball to the other team. It's a fumble. It's a pick. So, and Cadrell Diggs will definitely get a pick. So he'll definitely throw one. Okay. All right. All right. Look, that's solid. You, you yeah, you had that. All right. Let's uh let's actually go to Sam and the Cardinals, who none of us have faith in winning the NFC East. It sounds like. <laughs> right, okay. So it sounds like this actually leads me to my first question before you get into the record prediction. Maybe not this year, 
But is Kyler Murray the guy to take this team to the promised land? I mean, I'm not going to predict they're going to win a Super Bowl with Kyler Murray or anything, but I think he is a franchise centerpiece. He'll live up to the contract, and the hate he's getting on social media is funny, but probably unwarranted. Um, I think the biggest concern people kind of have is they're sick of seeing him look like an MVP the first two, three weeks of the season and then falling off after that. Um, So I think he will show sustained consistency and live up to the contract. I don't think that this team is going to be competing to win the division this year. I have them ending up nine and eight, so actually taking a bit of a step back from where they were last year. They won 11 games, but just going through the schedule – I think there's possibly a, a route to be 10 and 7. I also think there's a route to be 8 and 9 with some of these games that could flip either way, honestly. Hollywood Brown made a lot of a stink, not about Lamar Jackson, but it seemed to be more highly directed at Greg Roman and his offense and how it limits the ability for wide receivers to shine. Do you think in the air raid offense with a guy like Cliff Kingsbury, Hollywood Brown is a lock for a breakout season? I think he's a lock for a breakout season, at least up until the point DeAndre Hopkins comes back, and then he might have some of his production eaten into. But I think he will look just a lot better. One thing Keese has highlighted a lot in this season of the pod is his improvement and not dropping the ball as much. And I think just with more opportunity, airing it out more, he'll take advantage of those from the work he's been putting in. I think he'll, his numbers will end up looking probably a lot better. Yeah. That trio with Randall Moore and Kyle Murray and Marquise Brown, the five ten under club, they probably going to snap. You know, that's a much <laughs> nicer way to put it than you put it last week. Um, <laughs> they are, they are I, was, I, was, I was trying to figure out what the hell they were doing. I'm like, why would they go get? You no, know, it made when they it, got it around there more. Luke and and Ertz though, like that it made, does, yeah, yeah. When you have them, it makes a lot of sense. But them first six games with just Ertz as the big body, yeah, I don't know. They got the one uh, tall receiver. Oh no, they got AJ Green still. So there you go. They still Did got he AJ. Yeah, they got somebody else too, though. Ain't it like a Johnson or something? Uh, <sighs> I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But with AJ, but and he's Ertz, decent though. He's decent though. He's a big. He's a big receiver. I cannot think anything. With, with AJ and Eric, they can still make it shake. I mean, I'll I didn't know that. Like Marquise is five nine, and then Rand, Rondell no. Moore is five nine. Kyler is maybe five nine, five ten. Oh, that's yeah, just... there's not another big guy that I know of on that roster. Uh, yeah, if, they also got Andy Ilabella, Isabella, who's also 5'9". Like, yeah. They are <laughs> actually heavy. mad heavy. heavy. Yeah, they are heavy on the, on the like, you know, 5'9 club. Uh, they got Javonta Payton, who I think is a rookie coming out of Tennessee, who is six foot, and I think out, uh, they got Antoine Wesley. That's what I'm thinking receiver, about. 6'4". See, that's what I'm talking about. He had a decent outing or a decent showing last year. The, diff- yeah, the difference. Last year, he had uh, 208 yards. 
but the, but the, how many touchdowns? The thing is, yeah, uh, Nuke, Nuke, Nuke and Kyler is what opens that offense up. So with no Nuke, I don't think that offense is getting open as like as insane as it gets open, you know, because it feels so open because Nuke commands at least two people or like there's a group of people that are like, OK, there's Nuke, you know what I mean? So you saw what he did on that Hail Mary with the Bills. That shit was insane. That was insane. Bro, the Bills got a top three secondary. That's the crazier thing. Them boys need they ass whoop for that. <laughs> that shit was insane. I ain't yeah. Gonna, that, that's uh, I, yeah, that's crazy. I, I had the Rams, and for the Rams, I had the Rams doing quite, quite well. I don't this Cam Akers, I think, is going to do well. I think he's going to have a very good season, but I'm not sure that it's huge. They're going to use Daryl Henderson a lot, and the team is going to throw the ball significantly more than they run it, right? And his ability to catch, even though he has a pass catching back, is just going to be limited because they have a much deeper wide receiver room than they did last year, especially if OBJ comes back. And the questions, are, yeah, the questions around the offensive line make me question Kim Akers' ability to really get off because the left tackle is important, especially in that scheme. They they run the wide zone, outside zone scheme. That left tackle is supposed to create the edge for him to get out. And unless he's cutting back in between the guards a lot, that's going to be a problem. Blocking. That's what he needs to do. Helping yeah. the left tackle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So I think it's just going to be some limits on that. Um I think the Rams will go 11 and six, and I think that's pretty good for them. I think it's just because they might start a little shaky figuring out that offensive line against full speed game competition. So week one, they play the Bills. I think they'll lose that game. Week two, they'll dub on the Falcons. Week three, I think they'll lose to the Cardinals, even though they are not as good as the Cardinals. Just the Cardinals start hot every year. until I had the Cardinals winning that game, too. Mm, okay, yeah. On my schedule thing, yeah. yeah, the Cardinals always start hot, especially when they're doing all their things and tricks and the people get to see them a little bit more. The offense slows down later on in the year. Week four, I have them beating the 49ers. Week five, beating the Cowboys. Week six, beating the Panthers. Week seven is their bye. Week eight, I think they'll lose to the 49ers. I don't think they'll sweep them. I just think the 49ers historically beat the shit out the Rams. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Rams just happened to get the game that mattered last year. But historically, Kyle Shanahan has his foot on McVay's throat. That Week nine. True. Yeah, it's true. He does. Yo, if you want to pull up the numbers, they are bad for McVay. He got the one that mattered, though, last year, and that's, that's, that's big. Week nine, <laughs> they'll, I think they'll beat the Bucks. Week 10, I think they'll beat the Cardinals. Week 11, I think they'll lose to the Saints. I just I think the Saints are a team that plays up the competition and they win games against better teams frequently. Week twelve, I think they'll lose to the Chiefs. Week thirteen, they'll dub the Seahawks. Fourteen, they'll beat the Raiders. Fifteen, they'll beat the Packers. Week sixteen, I had them losing to Russ and the Broncos on a short week. Week seventeen, I have them beating the Chargers. And week eighteen, I have them, of course, beating the Seahawks twice. I do think this Rams team can repeat. They have a harder schedule this year, and the new pieces will have to gel and come on. But once they're in those playoff games, like, I don't care what you say. This is an offense that I don't think anybody can shut down with McVay's scheme 
you got Cooper Cup on one side, you got Allen Robinson on the other side of him, and who knows what will happen with OBJ, especially later on into the season when the playoffs start coming up and it really starts to matter. So I just, this is not a team I think you can stop from putting points on the board, and if that's the case, I think it's a team that definitely has the potential to repeat. I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't put money on it right now. Like, <laughs> I will say, that, I will say the odds are plus 1,000. So if you bet $100, you will win $1,000 on the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Not a bad look. I, I, yeah, it's not a bad look. I'm just saying their win total is also 10.5. So I would bet the over on that personally. I have them at 11 right now. So those are just my feelings on the Rams. I think last we got T.O., right? And T.O., of course, has the Niners, Bang Bang Niners game, right? What do you expect from Trey Lance this season? Oof. So for me, honestly, I, I expect to see flashes from Lance this year. Um, but honestly, this might shock y'all. I don't, I don't really see them having a the success that everyone is, is imagining them to, to have. I honestly think they're really going to miss Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is a proven, obviously, starter, a proven winner in this league. Um, and, I mean, you know, from, from what we saw of Trey Lance, like I said, he, he can have some flashes. But then when it's bad, it's bad. So, like I said, I think they're going to have a lot of explosive plays. Like, they're going to be fun, a fun team to watch based on the, the weapons they have and the versatility. But – so you Honestly, play, I just you don't see Jimmy? them having the, huh? You play Jimmy? Yes. You got to let Trey eventually, like, Trey has to get his, like, first two Josh Allen years. You know what I mean? Really I talented, big guy from a conference that's not as, as deep or as, like, you know, competitive, but has all the tools and he should just work on the mechanics and clean things up. Eventually, Trey has to have his, like, you know, Josh Allen took two years to really come off. Right. Yeah. Trey Lance has to eventually play to get that experience to become that player that he's supposed to become. Josh took two years just because I think one year he didn't have uh, Mc, uh, not they put all this pressure on themselves. They, they didn't Ryan have Dable. they didn't have Dable and he didn't have Diggs yet. But with yeah. with, uh, with Trey, Trey's gonna have all of that kind of already there. I think you keep Jimmy. Like I don't think you get rid of Jimmy, but you, you definitely him too much. You can't let them go for dog water. I mean, it, at this it, point, you 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 strapped yourself because you paid them all this money, and then you went and drafted his replacement or whatever number three overall. So it's like, but you either gonna get capital back or you are going to get to get off his money. You're not gonna get both at this point. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, like so, I said, I, I, there, there's gonna be some growing pains for me personally. I think, like I said, like you're definitely gonna see a lot of flashes of old, like. When he had the deep strike gray last yeah. week or the week before, money. I mean, but if but when it ain't looking good, it's like okay, you can tell you know he he needs some polishing. But I mean, he he has definitely does have a raw talent. Um, you can definitely see that. Um, as far as the record goes, honestly, I got them going eight and nine or nine and eight. So, Ooh. but listen though, listen to this though. Okay. So. Sorry, Ant. Bears, I got them beating y'all first game. <laughs> Seahawks, dub. Broncos, L. Rams. This year, I think the Rams going to get them this year. L, right? Panthers, dub. I think they beat the Falcons. 
lose to the Chiefs, lose to the Rams, lose to the Chargers. I think they beat the Cardinals here. Beat, beat the Saints, lose to the Dolphins, the Bucks. Lose to the Dolphins. The Seahawks again. I huh? think the same thing. Lose to the Dolphins, beat the Saints with that D line. What are you talking about? Like, like the, you uh, think they're gonna lose to the, to Dolphins, the Dolphins, but beat the yeah. Saints. That's that's interesting. I think so. I didn't think about that. So. so then you have the Seahawks as a dub, Commander a dub, Raiders and Cardinals L's at the end. Okay, that didn't sound as crazy as I thought it would when you said it at first. Yeah, there's but only I feel like, like two mix-ups in it, I yeah. think. There's only two, like, additional wins they might have, I, I would say. So that's not far off. Like, yeah, plus or minus. At 10 and 7. Yeah, plus or minus at 2. It gives him 10 and 7 at worst and 11 and, what, 6 at best? Because he got him 10 and 7 at best and, like, 8 and 9 at worst. Yeah, he got him 8 yeah. and 9, 9 and 8. So, yeah. I mean, it don't sound super crazy. I just think that Dolphins and the – if they beat the Saints, I think they definitely beat the Dolphins. Because, I mean, you're just – at that point, you're saying, all right, well – because Nick Bosa getting there, he getting there on that on that line. I mean, it's a, I feel like it's in a sense it's, it's two different kind of teams at the same time though. Yeah, you, you got like it. with the Dolphins, you got somebody who honestly who just came from there as well. So it's not like he don't know what they're doing. That's a fact. So you gotta stop it though. You you do have you to gotta stop it. stop it on the other side, and now it's Tyreek. Hey, no, but the crazy thing is he doesn't know what that offense looks like with Trey <laughs> Come <Lance>. again. <laughs> Come again. No, you guys are right. You guys are right about that. But he doesn't know what the offense looks like with Trey Lance. Grant, I, think so. I think they started installing that stuff last year for him to practice. They did. Uh, well, I, I, I just think it's going to be growing pains. That's yeah, the Dolphins with Tyree is going to look completely different. I mean, we know, it, y'all got to remember, the only game that's pretty much a lock for the Saints to be locked in is against the Bucks. If it ain't the Bucks, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or the so, Packers, the way they was pushing yeah. them in. They don't get one against the Bucks. Bro, they beat the shit out of the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying, like, I can honestly, I can see the Niners taking that one against the Saints, honestly. Uh, because it's still question marks at quarterback for them as well. So we, we know that's huge. Obviously, Jameis is going to be the guy. Uh, coming off injuries and then hurting his foot. So not being potentially the same type of quarterback, not as mobile. He, um, he, he wasn't really a mobile guy anyway. He wasn't, but he can move a little bit. He can. Like, that think, was a big part of his why. game. I don't it was so. a big part of his game. His game has all been arm strength, always. Arm it strength is, and no accuracy. Scrambling is definitely a part of his game, for sure. Okay. Extending plays and scrambling, I feel like, a part of his game. But um, also with with deep with Debo, will he still be playing uh, wide back this season? I definitely think so, um, but I don't think he's gonna play as much. And here's the reason I say I don't think he plays as much. So y'all gotta remember this is a business, right? So they put this in his contract that over the life of his contract he can make almost two million dollars based off his rushing yards and touchdowns. So now that they put that in the contract, you're like, all right, now listen. You know how they make that call? Yeah, don't, don't, give, him, don't give him no more rushes. Don't give him no more. He can't, he can't rush this touchdown in. You so for they, me, you think it's, they, it's politics. It's no, politics. I'm saying, do you think they did that because for the politics side of it? Or do you think they did that because Debo has said, if they're going to use me like that, 
He definitely said that. I want that's going to make them not use him as much doing it because yeah. we know we got to pay you two million dollars if you reach your knees, or if you get four hundred five, whatever the yard. Hey, I feel like they time. put it, they put that shit in there like, hey, bitch, we're doing it. You if you score, you score. But we definitely because he we looked doing crazy. it. We are paid for it. He looked crazy at wide back, bro. He lined up in the he back. Did. I'm like, bro, is he gonna catch a route? Is he gonna oh, run? Oh, wow. like, what do you do? You know what I mean? Because they're it is crazy though. As a defense, but, you're like, bro, how do I cover this? Well, for me, I just think it's just like, for me, I just think now that they put it in the contract, I feel like they're gonna try to home a little more than they did before. Because before, this was before the contract extension as well. So now that they pay, <laughs> now they pay, they paying this man now what fifty eight million guaranteed or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Now this man finna get paid, and listen, you don't got to hit these incentives. Show us we paid you. Show us what you can do as our. But I don't guy. think he wants to hit those incentives. Like personally, I think they there because he don't want to hit them because he don't mm-hmm. want to be used in that way. But as long as they, I think you know, he like it because he you know getting the ball. He could get the ball as a receiver too. I think that's what he's saying. He's it's like, I four, he's like, I have fourteen hundred receiving yards. Last year, I could get the ball as a receiver, but he, uh, some of them yards came from out the backfield. But it's a little harder. You know, as, as a receiver, receiver screen I, passes are fine; they won't count towards the thing. Like he had fourteen hundred receiving yards, not rushing yards, not total yards, just receiving yards. And some of that might be screen passes. And I feel like they might put him in some more screen screen mm-hmm. action just because of all this stuff. But no, he had fourteen hundred catching the ball. He's gonna be a lot of he nice used as a decoy a lot too. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know how many yards he really gets at wide out just because I don't think he's a like a super spectacular wide out. I don't think he's a he's just an athlete. Yeah, I just don't know what you would classify him at wide out because to me he's not a top 10 wide out. He's, he's just may, he's maybe top 15. He's definitely top 20, but he's not top 10. So then well, he wants like, to prove that his oh, worth I really want to play receiver. Yeah. And that's why. Like, I think he that's in there because I really – I don't mind getting the ball. Obviously, I'm a football player. Who don't like getting the ball in the hands? But exactly. at the same time, he wants to be a true receiver. And so putting those incentives in the contract is also going to make them be like, yeah, nigga, we finna pass you the ball. Oh, man, Peter said he's the only one here. Hello, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> might be a little late. He might not even be there. Mm, yeah. Um, all right, bet. So that's our NFC West final segment of the show, the heart of the show, Ballers Bouquet. Too often in the media, people only want to focus on the negative and salacious things athletes do. But here, we like to make a change. And recently, there's been a lot of negativity coming out of Cleveland for good reason. But today, we want to highlight some of the positive. So this week's Ballers Bouquet goes to Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. He hosted a back to school event where 200 kids were able to come through, have the opportunity to meet with him, take pictures, have a little time. The kids also received Reebok sponsored backpacks with school supplies, such as notebooks, pens, and pencils. Garrett recently signed a deal with Reebok. He's a Reebok sponsored athlete. So he's using some of that clout of power to give back. They also got lunch boxes, provided by the Browns as well as the Cleveland Cavaliers during the time where the kids were with them and out with the with the Browns during this event. They offered them free haircuts from Gentleman's Cave Luxury Barber's Lounge, free entertainment, 
and snacks and food. So they were fed all the days that they were there. Want to highlight something like this where, you know, somebody's giving back, giving kids an opportunity to spend some time with some athletes, notice who they are, see them and, you know, see the people you look up to and understand, like, I can be just like them. And also, you know, Especially always all the controversy as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to highlight that because there's been a lot of negativity going on around the Browns, but Miles Garrett is changing some of the narrative surrounding the team. And that's right. Really gets... so. A lot of negativity. Hey, that's, I said that the first time. But, but fun fact, though, he actually did something that I thought was pretty stand up other than, you know, for the kids. He's, he was talking about the, the matchup against Baker week one. He's like, there's no added motivation. Like he used to be my teammate. You know, there's no bad. He pretty much saying there's no bad blood. Like if I can help my team by getting sacks, like obviously I'm gonna get sacks. But there's no like, hey, I'm playing Baker. Let me get no animosity towards him. Yeah, which I thought, I thought that was dope because people are making more out of that situation. Like Baker's issue probably with the the like the front office and like you know the head coach more than like beefing with any of them. I just feel like and I thought that was unstoppable anyway, so he didn't have to say. I'm yeah, go I, I felt like that was. I felt like that was <laughs> to just say that and not throw him like. Throw I was Baker, do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, throw Baker under the mud when, in all reality, we know he gonna get a sack. Like it's not like he ain't getting a fucking sack. It's just yeah. Was, I mean, that's given. Yeah, it was nice to say that. He wasn't being an asshole. I mean, he could have been an I'm asshole. Ready. It was just I'm nice. Like, anyway, like yo, he used to be my teammate. He's my fucking friend. Like that was just you know pretty cool. Thanks. All right. All right. So that's the end of the pod. We appreciate everybody for tuning in, no matter where you're tuning in, whether it's on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, etc. All of y'all. Thank you. We will be live again next week at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern every week going forward. And we love it when you all join us and we appreciate y'all and cannot wait to give you all episode 82 next week. The fly route pod. 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 The f